Uh, last Sunday, we uh, taught a message that we uh, entitled, <coughs> excuse me, Love the Lord with all your heart and soul. Love the Lord with all your heart and soul. And we took that uh, subject from a series that we have been teaching uh, over the past uh, called uh, What Does the Lord Require of You? So we're going to talk tonight about requirement number seven. There were eight requirements, if you recall. Uh, we're going to talk about requirement number seven, which is uh, entitled Serve the Lord with all your heart and soul. Serve the Lord with all your heart and soul. It's important that we understand as uh, believers, as the body of Christ, as uh, 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 children of God, that it's not that we just come into the kingdom of God and, you know, everything is hunky-dory. Y'all ever heard that term? The Lord does require things of us, and serving the Lord is one of the things that he requires of the church, of, of believers. Serving the Lord, uh, obviously, you can't serve the Lord without serving people. How many would agree? So we, 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 we serve people, and as we're serving people, we are advancing the kingdom of God in this earth. There is a, there's a reason why God uh, wants us serving people because people need to be served. <laughs> Everybody's not perfect like you are. <laughs> people need to be served. And so the body of Christ are the arms, the legs, the voice for the head of the church. And, and if you ever noticed that those are the parts that does something, right? You can't, uh, you know, do manual labor, labor with your nose. You know, it's going to require some, uh, if you're in construction, it's certainly going to require some uh, muscles and agility, uh, agility, agility, right? So, so, Serving is necessary. Serving uh, uh, really advances the kingdom of God, but serving not only uh, helps those that you are reaching out to, serving also helps you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to give you some, some uh, statistics later on to show you uh, how much it helps you. So it's really a win-win situation. You're helping others, and you're helping yourself. And so uh, Jesus said this over in the book of Matthew 20. He said, I came not to be served, but what? To serve, right? To serve. So the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, king of kings, lord of lords, if he came to serve, how much more the body of Christ should be serving. Now, I know everybody don't like to uh, hear messages like this because messages like this uh, is about work. 
I didn't attend a Rainbow Bible training, uh, a Rainbow Bible Merit Center, but I heard that uh, Pastor Kenneth Hagin uh, said that this is the way that you describe uh, a, a ministry, right? And he spelled it out. He said, ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. And serving is work. It's work. It's, there's an effort that you have to put into this. And, and there's a, there's a, a, a compassion and, and a care for people that comes directly from the heart of Jesus. And he uses our members in order to support and to help people. So if you would turn in, in, in your Bibles to uh, the Gospel of John 13. John 13. And uh, I'm going to read this from the uh, New King James Version. John 13, verse 1, New King James. It says, Now before the uh, feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world, from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him, had given all things unto, into his hand, and that he had come from God and was going to God. Isn't that cool? It's good to know where you're from, but it's also good to know where you're going. He is going to the Father, back to God. It says, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Now, if you would uh, move down to verse 18. Verse 18 says, Jesus speaking, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But that scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heels, heel against me. The message Bible says this about that statement that Jesus just made. He who eats bread with me will stab me in the back. Now, here we uh, see the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, we partook of communion uh, this morning in the uh, morning services. And communion, of course, is in remembrance of what the Lord Jesus Christ did in terms of his broken body and his shed blood on our behalf. So here he's having uh, the last uh, supper that he's going to have on the earth before he goes uh, to the cross and take on the sins of all of the world on himself. And he says uh, that I know those whom I have chosen, but there's one here who is going to stab me in the back. What Jesus is doing by washing uh, the, uh, the uh, disciples' feet is he is demonstrating to them and to us the depth and the breadth and the length and the height of his love toward us. 
And the Lord Jesus Christ, he uh, demonstrates this to them, but he's also showing them not only the depth of his love, but also how they are to love others and how they are to also serve others. Jesus Christ, King of Kings, he is washing their feet. He gets to, uh, to uh, Peter, and Peter says, uh, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't get to wash my feet. And Jesus says, listen, man, if I don't do this, <laughs> Jesus is simply demonstrating to him, you serve, you love, but you love through serving. You love through serving. And so now, uh, Judas Iscariot, he is going to stab him in the back. So, so uh, uh, Jesus, uh, I don't know how you may have handled this, but, you know, I, I had, I was raised in a family of ten, right? I had six or uh, five brothers. And if you have five brothers, then, you know, uh, a family of ten, there's some fighting that's going to take place. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 you know, you, you learn that you got to watch your back all the time. No, seriously. So Jesus says, uh, Judah is going to stab me in the back, right? Jesus already knew that this was going to happen. And yet and still, he treated Judah Iscariot no different than he did the rest of his servants uh, or disciples. In all due respect, I probably would not have handled it that way, especially knowing that he's going to stab me in the back. But Darnell is talking from a natural sense. When we serve, we serve with the love of God. And the love of God enables you to serve. You see, serving really doesn't have a respect of person. No, it's not based on someone's uh, status. It's not based on, on what, what, whether they, you know, are from a high place or a low place or whether they're rich or poor or whether uh, their ethnic background. It's not based on any of that. You know, and, and, and we sometimes, you know, <laughs> I say we, I probably can only speak for myself. But then when I speak for myself, I'm sure there are some that can identify Right? So we sometimes, we, uh, you know, pick and choose depending on what, how they have treated me. Y'all out there? How they have treated me. But serving doesn't have a respect to a person. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you're from. It doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, what your race, what your ethnic background is. Serving serves. And it serves in love, the love of God. I could not do that in my natural human love, someone I know that is going to stab me in the back. Not only could I not serve them, what I'm going to be thinking about is I'm going to be thinking about doing some damage to them. Or at least, at the least, 
get them so far out of my sight that I don't see them. But Jesus kneels down and he washes his feet as well. And so God's servant is necessary in the body of Christ. But serving requires laborers, workers, right? So we quoted that, that, that uh, uh, scripture there in Matthew 20. I want you to turn there, Matthew 20 and verse uh, 25. Matthew 20. I'm going to read this from the uh, New King James Version. Matthew 20, verse 26, it says, Yet, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking, Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, reading this from the Passion Translation, listen to this if you don't have that in, in front of you. Matthew 20, verse 25. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, called them to his side and said, Kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Listen to this statement. He says, because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. The greatest honor and authority and, and sometimes we, we have believers in the body of Christ, you know, they're trying to exercise their authority. They're trying to demand honor, but they're not willing to serve any, anybody or anything, only themselves. Now, now, we have a dog in the household. They are what is called servant dogs, right? I'm talking about Carol and I. Y'all didn't think I was saying in this house, did you? <laughs> we have a dog in the house. Josie is not a servant dog. Josie made it quite clear when we brought her home, Josie said, I have come into your household to be served and not to serve. <laughs> and Josie demands service. She demands service. Josie wants her belly rubs. Josie wants her special snacks. Josie, Josie said, I came to be served. Now, I have to tell you, I just got to tell you, if you want a dog that is a service dog, do not get a multi-poo. A multi-poo, a multi-poo. I mean, Josie, she doesn't even give me any, any uh, guarding uh, uh, privileges, you know. I mean, most times when, when you have a dog, they at least are going, going to uh, tell you about somebody at the door. No, Josie wants me to go to answer the door. <laughs> what kind of service is that? 
Josie. <laughs> so, so, so now, now, multiples, you know, they are nice, sweet little dogs. But me personally, I'm not looking for sweet from a dog. So, you know, you, want, you may want to consider getting something like a uh, Rockwilder or, or a Pitbull or, <laughs> or German Shepherd. German Shepherds are, they're smart dogs, right? I was just looking at, uh, listening to um, a report where they had this, uh, this German Shepherd in the military, right? And this German Shepherd, he would sniff out explosive and, and he would track down terrorists. Now, that's a service dog. And, and they, they retired this dog with honors because he did three different tours, right? Afghanistan, uh, uh, Iraq, and Samoya, I think it, it was. That's a service dog. But Joseph made it clear, that ain't my thing. And so we have, we have in the body of Christ sometimes, you know, those who come into the kingdom and, and, and you know, they can be there for years and years. Now, I'm not trying to get, get on anyone in here. You understand that. But the point is this, is that uh, Jesus Christ himself, he serves us. Do you know every time Jesus would heal someone, he was serving people. Every time that he would deliver someone from the grasp of darkness or the enemy, he was healing people. Every time he would restore someone back to life from death, he was serving, serving, serving. And don't, don't, we don't have to mention the ultimate service that he gave us, right? Death, barrier, boom. Serving. He served to the ultimate. And Jesus, Jesus, he, he makes this statement here in, in Matthew 20 uh, that, you look, look, I didn't come down here expected, expecting to be served. Look, that's all for us. He's saying these things for us, the body. He is the head. The body does the serving. Can y'all say amen? amen? So I know that, you know, Jesus, he raised people from the dead, right? And I know that you, you know, uh, you're probably still working on that. But, but, you know, even if you have not raised anyone from the dead, as it might stand right now, listen, you can share the gospel with someone, right? Get them saved, right? And you restore them. <laughs> you restore them out of the death of darkness, and you, they are now into the kingdom of eternal life. That's raising someone from the dead. And in and, and, and all of the uh, body of Christ, we are all ambassadors, Amen? It's not just the people who greet at the door. We're all ambassadors. And we all are called to serve. Right? Raise someone from the dead. Pray with them. Get them saved. Get them out of that place of darkness. That's serving. Look, every time you uh, uh, speak an encouraging word, uh, you know, uh, out of your heart to someone, that's serving. Oh, y'all not here. It's serving. Every don't hesitate 
to encourage people. Don't hesitate to do it. You know, there are things we don't know. Only the Holy Ghost knows what people are going through in life. But you speak and encourage. I, I've, I've seen the countenance just completely change on complete strangers. I don't know them. But an encouraging word changes the whole game. It really does. So we all, we all are called to be servants in the kingdom. Amen? So turn, if you would, to First uh, Peter 4. First Peter chapter 4, and we're going to read um, from the New King James Version. It says... As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Reading that from the uh, New Living Translation, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And listen to the last part of that. Use them well to serve one another. God has given to each one, so no believer is excluded. No believer is exempt. He has given to each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So, so the Lord Jesus Christ has equipped each and every individual believer with gifts with gifts. And we want to understand that those gifts are not for our own benefit. <laughs> Nor are those gifts for us to sit on and do nothing with. Those gifts are designed, the reason that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us these gifts is so that we can serve one another. And, and so it's like this. God has given us the gifts, whatever it might be. And I understand there are, there, are, there are different callings and there are different giftings. And obviously, you are gifted for your calling, but nevertheless, everyone has gifts. Romans, Romans 11, 29, right? The gifts and callings of God are what? Irrevocable, without repentance. Everyone is given gifts. But this is the way it works. God has given the gifts unto us, and therefore, we are to give the gift back to God. We are simply stewards of the gift. So we give it back to God by serving others, serving one another. See, the thing about, the thing about um, being in the body of Christ for any period of time is that sometimes we uh, come to this place where, you know, we are doing things, and, you know, there's much that's happening. And we, we come to a place where we feel, uh, and, and we allow the enemy, we allow the enemy, if we're going to be honest, we allow the enemy to try and convince us that it's not doing any good. It's all meaningless. Well, listen, it, you, you are not the uh, giver of the gift. God is the giver of, of the gift. And what we are to do is to use that gift to help others. 
And, and, and I'm not so much concerned uh, about whether it's meaningless or not, because if God gave it to me and I use it on his behalf, I know it's causing effect in the lives of people. So every time I open my mouth uh, to uh, a, a clerk or, or, or someone in passing, every time I open my mouth and, and share the Lord Jesus Christ with them, listen, uh, all of us are gifted to do this. And every time I open my mouth, I'm not concerned about, you know, uh, whether, uh, you know, it's being received or not. I Look, some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. So I, I can't be concerned about, well, that's not doing any good, and that's meaningless, and that's this and that. No, I am the instrument, I'm the vessel, I'm the one that God has given this gift, therefore I'm going to give it back to God. God is going to use it to impact the lives of people. People are going to come out, the kingdom, uh, out of the kingdom of darkness. People are going to be encouraged. People are going to be lifted up. People are going to come to know God in a better way because you allow God to use you as an instrument. In serving, in helping others, and so this is not this is not a difficult thing. This is not difficult at all. So he says that we have these gifts, right? That 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 the Lord Jesus Christ Himself has given us. So what what, what we want to understand is that, you know. We want to count it as, uh, as an honor and a privilege that God has given us these gifts. Whatever it might be, everybody may be different, but whatever it might be, we want to count it as an honor and a privilege, and we want to allow God to use us to serve others. Amen? Look at, if you would, uh, the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. Chapter... Chapter 6. And we'll, we'll look to uh, verse 10. Hebrews 6.10. It says, For God is not, this is New King James, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So he says that in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So that word minister is just another way of saying serve. You have ministered to the saints and do minister. There, there, there in the, uh, the, the book of uh, Philippians uh, 2, uh, 17, it says that when we serve, it's like an offering unto the Lord. It's an offering. It's a great fragrance unto the Lord. So we are to uh, use these, uh, the gift that God has given us, and we are to uh, use them to serve people, to help people. They are a gift from God. Therefore, we give it back to God. God uses it, and he impacts the lives of people. Amen? Okay, so look to um, uh, Job. Job 36. And verse 11. 
Job 36, verse 11. It says in New King James Version, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Now, we use this verse of scripture uh, many times during the uh, offering, uh, for the offering message. But when we obey the Lord in the uh, capacity of serving, there are great benefits, there are great blessings as a result. When I came um, uh, to Word of Life Christian Center, I, I actually was born again uh, in Word of Life uh, when we were there on Valley View and uh, Charleston. I walked in there, uh, you know, a completely mess, and um, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart, and everything changed. But it did not take me forever to understand that I am to do something with this life, <laughs> this new life. I am to do something with it on behalf of the Father, on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, I heard in church there were needs. And so I put my hands to those needs, whatever they were. Did a few things, including cleaning toilets. Now, you know, I know that some people uh, don't think that that is so, such a, uh, a favorable uh, thing to do, to clean toilets. But when you are working and serving the Lord, anything can be a luxury. There was a, there was a time, uh, you know, when I was allowing the enemy uh, to uh, get on me about uh, uh, being a janitor in the church, right? And I was um, uh, there, I don't remember whether I was vacuuming or whatever it was that I was doing, uh, but I was uh, really getting uh, down about uh, serving like this, right? And to the, to the point where I was starting to feel depressed. And uh, I don't know how many of you met Miss Lanny, Pastor David's mother. But Miss Lanny, she was walking down this hall, right? And in my depressed situation, of course, she not knowing <laughs> where I was, you know, emotionally, she walked down this hall and she says, Darnell, <laughs> serving in the house of God, that is a blessing. And when she said that, it was not like, you know, just someone normally saying something like that. It's like the spirit of the Lord, boom, hit me. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than on all of the money in the world. I didn't have a problem from that point cleaning toilets. And I would clean a toilet today for the master. Come on. Because he delivered me out of a toilet. And he set my feet on a solid ground. And when he said 
Look. Serving has no respecter of person. It has no respecter of duty. It has no respecter. It will do whatever it is to serve the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And so I enjoy serving. And I talk myself into it if otherwise. I enjoy this. And so there was a, at one point, uh, some years back, Pastor David uh, gave a word of prophecy over me, right? And that word of prophecy was, uh, you have served your way into the anointing. Served your way into the anointing. Listen, there's so much more. There's so much more. It's the anointing of God. It's the anointing. When you put your hands to anything where the kingdom of God is concerned, there is so much more. And it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. And I could probably stand here tonight and say that there are probably many things that I don't even know about that's been destroyed off of my life, that have been taken off of my life because I served my way into the anointing of God and now God has put me in a place. He has put me in a place Serving is a good thing. I came not to be served, but to serve. Listen, Josie is not Jesus. I know Josie. <laughs> Sometimes my wife <laughs> we're talking about. He said, he said uh, there in First uh, Peter, he says that because you have served, uh, the authority and honor is reserved for those who serve, right? Authority and honor, right? So Josie, Josie, I'm getting back to Josie for a minute, all right? <laughs> Josie. When, 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 when Carol gets ready to uh, put Josie to bed, right, <laughs> she has to chase Josie all around the house, and Josie does not want to go to bed on her authority. <laughs> so she would call me, right? And she called me, and I start to walk down the stairs, and Josie see me, and Josie just lays down. <laughs> she just lays down. Obey, obey, right? But, um, but listen, listen, serving is an honor. Serving is a privilege in the kingdom of God. So, but, but there's a spiritual component to it, but there's also a natural and, and, and practical uh, component as well. So here uh, in um, Job 36, it says that you will live your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Now, there was a, there was a study that was done, right, with uh, college-age uh, students. And in that study, they found that uh, those, those kids who uh, uh, was a part of this study, they were more compassionate than those who 
did not serve. Those who helped others and served, they were more compassionate. So, so I'm going to read these off to you, these statistics, right, so that I can get them all right. So they were more compassionate, but also they had a higher overall well-being and stress management score. Those who helped people, right, who served. It was discovered that the uh, students who uh, experienced long-term service of others developed more gratitude and reasonable expectation of themselves. There was a, at uh, Santa Clara University, it was found that those who volunteered uh, an average of two hours per week throughout their lives had a 40% lower mortality rate than those who didn't. That's pretty interesting. It was also found that regular volunteer actually was associated with long life. Live your, listen to, to Job. If they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. There was longer life. Now people, people volunteer uh, quite often, you know, during uh, holidays, right? Like Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas, uh, we have that around here, and we thank God for, for that. But listen, with these findings, uh, extending your life, you know, uh, having uh, less depression, <laughs> I think that uh, that would motivate me to want to serve even more. And this is just from a natural standpoint. These, these are, this was not taken from a, 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 a Christian uh, survey. This is just natural. It also found that those who work year-round, they, now this, this is from uh, what is called the uh, BMC uh, of public health, BMC being Biomedic uh, Center of Public Health. They found that Volunteering is associated with lower depression, increased well-being, and 22% deduction in the later years of uh, risk of dying. 22%. So their life is extended because they serve. 